I'm Rybert, and I want to be the best Rybert at podcasting on this podcasting team. And I think we should hang a picture of the Last Supper in our kitchen. Because we watched Devilman Crybaby. So, guess I should start this by acknowledging that Devilman Crybaby is one of my favorite shows. Well, I think we should actually acknowledge that we lied in our last podcast. Oh yeah, didn't we say we were getting back to a weekly schedule? <laughs> we did. Yeah, that was an utter fabrication. It got very busy. Yeah, yeah, incredibly busy. And and now we think we can get back to a weekly schedule? Well, we're doing a Halloween one. Yeah, we're doing a Halloween. expect more in October. Yeah, we need to do as many Halloween things as we can with the half of the month we have left. We really timed this well. Yeah, (laughs) Halloween is always my favorite season, and I'm always incredibly behind on doing Halloween-y things. Yeah, me too. Me too. But we're home this time. Yeah, we we got a few things in the interim. A new microphone. Got a new microphone. So we sound better, don't we? Hopefully we we sound better. (laughs) Let's see how good a job I do editing from now on. Uh, And we also got... A puppy! We got a puppy! He is very sweet. His name is Calcifer. And uh, we got a surprise bunny as well. We also got a surprise bunny. Last minute, unexpected bunny. So now we uh, have three cats, a dog... Mm -hmm. And a bunny. We have an entire menagerie. And they just all run around our house. Yeah, our house is just filling up with animals. It's it's delightful and stressful and and Ooh. stressful. We also, we very also. excitingly, got a little robot vacuum to <laughs> clean up after the pets. <laughs> we haven't named the robot vacuum. That's very unlike us. Um, I had two names. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. One was male and one was female. So mm-hmm. the female one was either Maeve. Maeve. Or I can't remember the male one at the moment. Wait, what do we think this vacuum is? Do we think it's male or female? I, I think it depends on the name. <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly, that's about, as, googly eyes, it's so. about as solidly constructed as gender is anyways. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, whatever we call it, I guess. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of gender... Devil man. Oh, I was like, wait, what? You're pregnant? <laughs> Quite a leap. But yeah, yeah, we're expecting. Uh, I'm expecting. Different fathers, obviously. Two different fathers with twins. I was very displeased story. when I found out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit surprised, too. So, Devil Man Crybaby. Gonna quickly say, yeah, it's one of my favorite things a human being has ever made. It's based on the manga Devil Man, written, I think, in the 70s, uh, by Go Nagai. And this one is directed by one of my favorite living directors, uh, Masaki Ueta, who's uh, done a lot of other things that are not in any way like Devil Man. Usually very positive, kind of bright things, actually. Well, that's very different. Yeah, his other stuff is like, uh, keep your hands off Aizokan and ping pong the animation. Ah. Yeah. So much alike. Things you'd love. (laughs) So he went from It really crosses over (laughs) ping pong and devil man. (laughs) Ping pong and what, the stuff that happens in devil man. Uh, so broadly speaking, I don't know, should we acknowledge whether or not, I suppose- this is an episode of my girlfriend's not gonna like this, almost certainly. You know. What? 
You're correct. <laughs> but, but also, <laughs> I didn't downright dislike it. Really? Okay. Well, we watched the first five episodes, and I think for the rest of October, we'll probably watch the last five and do a podcast about that, too. And then maybe one horror movie And one or horror something. movie or something. Talk about Dracula's and what <laughs> have you. Dracula. Dracula. No. So, uh, I guess we can just jump right into it. It, it, It's an anime, by the way, if you weren't familiar with that. It's one of Netflix's most successful, probably popular, like, self-produced animes. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um... Yeah, let's just get right. So we have the first episode, which name, its name I don't remember, but I'm willing to guess it's Devilman or Akira. Mm. Something like that. I definitely wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I got the rest of the episode titles and I'm just not looking this one up. Uh, please don't stop. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, and the first thing that you're greeted with with this show is the opening of the television show. And oh, did I, I say that to you? What did you say? In my notes, I said it's quite a bop. It is quite a bop. I think all of the music in Devilman is, is very good. And most of it is electronic, and then every once in a while it just has this, like, badass chorus that, like, while we were on a walk together, it, it just goes, and it does that, like, over and over again. And I had that in my head an entire walk we were on together. Today? Yeah. Yeah, today I was just, that was just playing over and over in my head. Uh, I don't, besides the very bop music, I don't like the opening that much. I think it's very boring. Yeah, I will say I did watch most of the opening the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but near the end of the opening, I definitely was just like bopping along with the music and not yeah. watching the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's basically just characters in Rorschach forms and then like, uh, images that are kind of distinctive and iconic from the series, and then some images that are outright spoilers. <laughs> so oh. that's also very fun. Uh, ones you probably wouldn't immediately notice are spoilers unless you'd already seen the thing, but watching that, I was like, that's practically from the end of the show. So the show then begins with a <laughs> very comprehensible opening where there's a bunch of lights in space. And then one light falls down to the earth and there's a bunch of, like, things on it. And then a bunch of lights fall down to the earth and blow it up. I feel like that's definitely not foreshadowing. That's not in any way going to be relevant to the rest of the series. But then Earth is back and there's a moon all of a sudden. And we we now have a moon. That is how the moon came to be. Yeah. And then we open uh, on this, like, vision of the earth with one of the characters who's introduced later, Rio, saying... Which, once again, will not in any way be thematic at all. The line, love does not exist in this universe, therefore there can be no sadness. Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely not going to be a thing nope. that is in any way relevant. Uh, we then flash through the, like, youth. Uh, Akira, it starts with the main character of the show as a little boy, Akira. Akira? Akira? It's Akira. Because it's, it's yeah, uh, he uh, he's like offering a hand to Rio, who's just this little kid, and introducing himself. And then we see footage of them in a rainstorm with a dying little cat in a box. And what's his face again? Rio. Rio wants to kill it. <laughs> yeah, he wants to kill it with a box opener, which tends to be the theme of his character throughout the show. Yeah, and then so it, far, it, anyway, it kill, essentially saying kill it, and also why are you feeling things about this? That's lame. 
basically. Or it's, it is not logical. Rio, he sort of talks like this. It's going to die. We should just kill it. I told you it was going to die. As he's holding a box cutter. Yeah. Like, he was just going to straight up cut it into pieces. Yeah, yeah, because he was like, it's going to die anyways. What does it matter? And uh, Akira is crying because he's, you know, empathetic. Ryo is not. I think Ryo is borderline psychopath. Yeah, he definitely fills that psychopath vibe as we continue to see as the show develops. And the only people who, person who seems unaware of this fact is Akira. There was one moment where he was like, is... Is he a good guy? <laughs> <laughs> it's like seeing something he did and he's like, huh. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, the cat dies. And then Ryo it basically just shit talks Akira as he's crying over a dead cat saying, why are you crying, you wimp? It he was going was to die. die. Yeah. And then <laughs> it just cuts to ten years later. And another delightful trope I've I've really noticed this this viewing of the show is what this show loves doing is having someone being on a vehicle on on the road, driving at full speed, and just yelling someone's name. As the music's going Yeah. Yeah, uh, and this time it is Rio driving a like a just decked out like sports car, screaming to nobody, "Akira, I need you!" And that's that. uh, this will repeat. I'm gonna try to note every time we see this happen in the show because I just think it's really funny. They're warning them ahead of time that they're coming for them. Yeah, uh, we then uh, cut to Akira at a like track. Uh, he's on the track team at his school, and everyone's running and doing track, and he sucks at it. Yeah, and there's one girl that is amazing at it. Yeah, uh, one girl who's great at it, and she is Miki Makimura. And the way they drew her abs hmm. kind of makes it look like she was pregnant at one time. Yeah, and yeah. Just stretch marks. Yeah, they're like distressing abs. The yeah, they're, they're not drawn. like well drawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they only draw them that way once. Because we, uh, uh, spoiler alert, Devilman is a show I would probably say is pretty sexual? I thought you were going to say unique, but yes, sexual. I, I, uh, it's pretty sexual. I was trying to decide if the word horny applies or not, but I actually, I it's, guess. It's not, it's like gross sexual. It's, it's grotesque, yeah. It's ne- like sex is never like, it's always kind of like scary and like maligned in some horrifying way. And also, it really gives the vibe of, you know, you're going to hell if you're, you're into to sex. hell if you're into sex. Um, and th- what, so what I'm saying is, we see Miki naked pretty frequently in this show, and ne- no other time does she have like... Weird abs. Just, like, monster abs. Yeah, she only has them in one scene in this show. Um, It's because she was running. mm Mm-hmm. It's really she is a. So she's, like, the track and field star. In fact, she's getting, like... She's doing, like, modeling based on how good she is at track and field, which is a thing I can only assume... Is is a real thing that happens in Japan? Maybe I don't know. It's it's like, hey, this high school student is really good at running in track and field. Let's get pictures of her in a bikini. Is is the... it's because they're fit. Uh, there is another girl who becomes much more important later on, named Miko. She's introduced as that, and she's she's uh, she's pretty good at running, and she's always behind Miki running. She's can't she can't keep up with her. She has a bigger chest. 
Yeah, yeah. There is, like, attention drawn to that, because people are like, oh, look at those bubbles. Yeah, yeah, they sure are. They sure do. Uh, They also, we get another thing. There's some high schoolers who are talking about a YouTube video they just watched about a sports star whose friend died, and Akira just walks up to them and starts crying, (laughs) hearing them talking about this, because he's like, that guy is sad. (laughs) <laughs> and Miki is just like, oh, is someone sad again? Akira. I think it's also worth noting that their, like, gym teacher monitor thing mm-hmm. is just staring at a moth. Yeah, he, he's in a wheelchair and just, like, vacantly staring up at a moth. So not even paying attention to these hooligans. And then, do you recall what happens? He gets a long tongue and eats them all. Yeah, he eats it like a frog. <laughs> Uh, Miki, as we said, is getting, uh, doing, like, modeling shoots with this guy, but, uh, she keeps getting calls from a photographer and she doesn't really want to meet him. And oftentimes even sends out her friend, uh, Miko to tell them, like, yeah, she's not coming. Uh, so she goes off, she leaves the meeting saying, like, I gotta go do my photographs, and then she calls the photographer and she's like, I'm not meeting you. So she just goes off on her own. Uh, we then cut very briefly to the super high schooler guy who uh, whose friend died and he murders a dude. I don't know if you even remember Is, that. It's so quick. No, I remember, but did it ever have, like, a follow-up or was that just it? That gets followed up in, like, the next episode that we oh, didn't watch. Yeah, okay. that, that, that character comes back in a big way as well. Uh, but they're just kind of, like, dancing around him for the time being. Okay. Uh, we then hear about these things called Sabbaths, which are, like sex parties, sex drug parties that young people are having. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is a, once again, big thing. Yes, and as I said, mm-hmm. you're going to hell if you're involved in that Go to Sabbath. hell if you're involved in the Sabbath. Um, Miki, instead of going home or going to the photographer, goes and lies at the end of a dock and then just says, what am I doing? <laughs> As we all do time to time. Yeah, it's sometimes just like, I just, I, I don't know what I'm doing with my life, man. Uh, and then some rappers appear. Ah, uh, yes, the rappers. Uh, the street rappers roaming the streets, rapping. rapping in Japanese. Mm-hmm. And they are some of my favorite characters in this show. They act... In the show, like a Greek chorus, basically, people who give, like, context to what... Because you don't have time to be like, so what do normal people think about this? You just instead have these rappers come along and do a rap that's like, man, it really sucks to be young right now. (laughs) It really doesn't seem like we have much of a future. Like, that's basically what most of their raps are about at the beginning of the show. Like, I think we're screwed is basically most of their raps. They're also just standing in front of her. She's trying yeah. to get around them, and they're just rapping they're con- at her face. <laughs> continuing to rap, yes. Uh, and then, uh, so the we watched this in the dub, and I will say the dub has some pretty clunky dialogue and some pretty weird readings, which I actually feel weirdly like makes the show, it, like I find it makes it enjoyable, because you're watching it, you're like, this is like not... There's something alien about this entire experience. <laughs> like, because Akira interrupts them standing in a nearby boat on the dock. He says, could you please leave her alone? And then one of the rappers just goes, what are you, a merman? 
No, he says, but are you a mermaid? Oh, yeah. And then he's like, I am a mermaid from the seas. <laughs> That's... Uh, but they say a mermaid so weird. Mermaid, yeah, yeah. So the the weird dialogue and the weird line readings really works for me. What's it like in the sub? I have no idea. I haven't watched it subbed. Oh, I've only watched it. I mean, I also can't tell because like it's in. I I'm sure it's a bit less. Uh, I I'm trying to think of a way. Maybe it's as expressionistic because the arts, the art in this show. Maybe we'll talk about this after at the end. The art style. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Just to keep it. All right. Uh, we'll go into less detail with a lot of the episodes. Just the first one has a lot of like plot stuff that happens in it. Uh, so uh, Rio just shows up in a car all of a sudden, zooms up, and is like, "Akira, come to me!" And Akira just runs up and hugs him. And then the rappers are like, "What are you doing? We have our own thing going on here." And Rio just pulls out a machine gun. Out of his very white jacket. Yeah, out of his... He's wearing all white. He has white hair. He is uh, a very pretty boy. And, and yeah, Akira is just, like, enamored with him. And then he pulls out his machine gun and shoots up the dock. Also, no questions about, is Miki okay? Like, he's yeah. just like... Yeah. He just ditches Miki instantly. He's like, this is normal. Let's go, buddy. My boy is here. My boy! <laughs> he just <laughs> runs away. Uh, and they get in the car and drive off. And Miki just sprints after the car as if she's going to, like, catch up with them. I also like there's no follow-up after that. Miki is never like, hey... What the hell was that about? But it doesn't even show her, like, turn around or give up. Like, she just runs off. Yeah, we don't we don't see her and after that it. for a while. Uh, but, like, yeah, I would have some questions about the machine gun. Oh, it, it, this is what happened. He, he has the machine gun, and then she goes, who's that? And he says, it's my friend Rio. We're the same age as each other, but he's a university <laughs> professor. And then they drive away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rio does a- You know what that kind of reminds me of? What does it remind you of? It reminds me of a known man, Mr. Shamala, and the movie Old. Mr. Shamala. <laughs> Mr. Shamala. I am this thing. Yeah, Shamala. Oh, oh, yes, you're right. The dialogue. Totally. Yeah, I'm this thing, and this is what I do. Hello, I'm George, and I'm a podiatrist. What are you? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's very similar to that kind of dialogue. Uh, and then, and then uh, after an inordinate amount of time in the car, Akira finally asks Rio, why do you have a gun? And he says, it's a machine gun. What, do you want to follow the law all the time? That's not how you get things done. You know, you need you can't drive in Japan with an American driver's license. And Akira just goes, wait, you can't drive? And they're and then, just speeding down the road. And then the music just is like... In car the background. Scenes? The car scenes always have the best music. It's like literally like yeah. they're sitting and driving, but you get so amped up just because the music is like boom, 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 boom. While they're just sitting with lights Love. flashing by them. I will say it's a very interesting way that they animated the lights hitting the car. Yeah. Because it doesn't quite make sense no. the ways they go. <laughs> no, it's more like, it, yeah, yeah. It doesn't quite bounce in a logical way. Much like most of the physiology... The, the animation is, like, I want to find a better way, word to say than inconsistent, because it's inconsistent, but it's inconsistent by design. Like, yeah. it intentionally breaks its own rules all the time, but it's doing it in a really, like, conscious, kind of self-aware way. 
so yeah, it's really fluid in the styles and like angles and things it uses and like what it illustrates in doing different styles of animation is really interesting too. Uh, Rio asks another question that's absolutely not thematically important at all. Why do you run? Most animals can, can be, are faster than human beings. So running is an intrinsically and a pointless exercise. Just like like what- people aren't allowed to enjoy running. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's Rio's perspective on anything is like most things human beings do have no actual like utility. Is this helping you live? Yeah. No. Why are you doing it? And he says the good things, like the good aspects of human beings are vehicles and weapons because they're the only thing that have actually allowed us to survive. Um, What a bleak look on the world. (laughs) Rio has a very dim view of humanity. Uh, and then the, Rio just gives basically a lore dump, which takes up most of the episode. So he, he, he went to the Amazon to meet with this researcher. The researcher was studying a specific tribe, turns into a demon, like transforms grotesquely in front of him, uh, breaks some like, uh, breaks their car and pours gasoline all over himself and then sets himself on fire, doubles in size, turns into this horrifying toothed monster and falls over dead. That was about six minutes of the episode I just covered there. Yeah. Um, and very uh, one more significant detail that that uh, scientist right before he dies says, I "Can't believe I turned into a demon doing this. I was here to find out more about you." And then he dies. Not gonna matter at all. <laughs> nope, not at all. Uh, and devils. They they use devils and they use demons interchangeably, which I find hilarious when just thinking about Devil's Line, which is the most, like, devils, they're vampires. <laughs> it's like, well, then why do you call them devils <laughs> in this one? It's like, they're devils or demons. You get the idea. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, they're anything, yeah, really. Yeah, they're bad. <laughs> uh, they're, Rio expresses his theory that uh, some humans, if they're, like, strong-willed enough can uh when a a demon essentially is like an invisible thing that doesn't have a body that's been around since before human beings and it it survives by like fusing with living things and taking its advantage so that means one of the things it can do is fuse with a human to like enter the world basically you know it kind of reminds me of parasite yes very parasite very parasite was definitely inspired by devil man like they're uh uh, any <laughs> anything that seem any like Japanese media, especially like manga based, where it's like this high school student is kind of Spider Man y, where he's like has the double identity thing, but there's also really grotesque, horrible stuff happening all the time. Is probably a Devil Man story. Yeah, a hundred percent parasite. Like they they could hold hands. They're like they're like chill. Like one of them is like the other's child, practically. <laughs> Ah, uh, but yeah, so what it means is that devils have now infiltrated humanity. Governments are probably aware of this, but they don't know what to do about it. But general people don't know. And a human being who has a strong enough will can resist a devil and gain the devil's power while maintaining their human heart. Ryo then takes Akira to a Sabbath. Akira is just once, with Ryo in particular, is almost frustratingly like, I will just believe whatever you say and do whatever you want with no question. So, before this happened, Mm -hmm. I had no prior knowledge about how much sexual content Oh, did I not warn you? No. Uh Uh-oh. So, the very beginning, when they go to do the running on the track... Oh, yeah. I just went butts. 
butts in my <laughs> yeah no, they draw it, butts because it just zoomed in on these like butts very sexually and like went across all of them mm-hmm. and then the show continued and i was like oh that's not of significance yeah yeah that's the the, the butts detail in that. the sabbath is like i i suspect that some of the art done in this show was people watching pornography and if not sketching over it then like just drawing as directly as they can from memory because it is like very orgy graphically sexual (laughs) yeah uh yeah yeah, it's orgy it's most of the scenes in the sabbath are intercut with usually naked women like in positions where they're having sex with men sometimes there's like some there was like two men who were like doing a thing together at one point but very primarily the camera's lens is focused on on women being naked by and large yes which i like i will say as a person who loves this show i feel like it it does slightly undercut the the ultimate message i think it's trying to make in that it isn't super equal opportunity with its um grotesque like it's any any like grotesque sexual things that happen are usually to or like by women yeah yeah um so they're there there's a lot of sex stuff happening uh a a naked woman a topless woman puts a pill in her mouth and like puts it on in akira's mouth by kissing him and then he's just hanging out there with rio that was the very pg way of saying that she definitely shoved her tongue yeah she shoves her tongue down his throat (laughs) and then she says hope i see you later and then they're hanging out and rio's like this is too tame and you hear him say they're like too tame this is an orgy (laughs) then he smashes a bottle Mm. and runs into the crowd yeah, and he just starts stabbing people. Just stabbing people and stabbing people. Some people start beating him up, and then Akira try- No, Akira tries to stop him, and then some people start beating up both of them with baseball bats. And my question is, why do you have a baseball bat at the orgy, bro? What were you planning to do with that baseball bat at the orgy, bro? Things get crazy at the orgy, bro. <laughs> Things get crazy. Bro, bro, we're going to the orgy. I'll get my bat. Just in case some- other guy takes my property. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to do that. Uh, then the woman who, who shoved her tongue down Akira's throat starts laughing, and then she stops, and then about a, a, bu- a bunch of liquid comes out of her bottom half, and she starts transforming grotesquely. And then do you want to describe what, what happens with this woman's body? Oh. No? You don't want to talk about how her boobs grow longer and longer and longer and eventually close in and then form mouths and teeth that start biting off people's heads? No. Well, that's what happens. Uh, and once again, pretty much in this crowd, I notice it's only women are transforming for some reason into devils. In de- into the devils. grossest ways possible. In, in usually sexual ways, uh, one woman is like, a man is between her thighs, like, because they're having sex and her legs turn into, like, knives and cut the man in half. Uh, yeah, usually it's a gro- one woman turns into a bunch of blades and just a bunch of demons come in and start killing everybody. Akira is, uh, running because, uh, de- Devil fell on Ryo and he's running to his friend. And then we get a, a very abstract kind of like a giant devil in black is chasing him and we get Ryo's repeated lines, why would you run? You couldn't outrun a demon, that sort of thing. And then... What happened? His face does, like, the scream. He turns into the scream for a second. Yeah. Uh, 
and he uh, begins to transform as well. But he, instead of uh, transforming into a grotesque demon, he transforms into, like, a cool, badass-looking one with wings and shit. Debatably. Yeah? The devil. Transforms, he looks an awful lot like the devil. And uh, he kills all of the devils in the room, and Ryo is, like, recording this on a camera, by the way, and is like, ah, we've created a devil and a man. A devil Devil man. (laughs) But did I create the most powerful devil man in the world? And that's the end of the first episode. So devil man is created. Uh, de- devil with the with a human heart, and in no way will this have any negative consequences for anybody. Nope, none. All right. So, uh, any thoughts on the first episode? Is there anything? Um, I will say mm-hmm. one thing I did know is there's so many things happening that it almost distracts you from the art. Yeah, because it's moving so fast. Yeah, yeah, and you don't love the art. I'm guessing is the general sense. Uh, no, especially the sexual. Yeah, of course. Parts. Uh, I was also gonna, and so you feel like it moves because it moves really fast. This show. It moves really, really. Like fast. describing the first episode of this show and the detail we did took about as long as the first episode because so many things happen, and that's with leaving out details. Uh, the next ones will go by faster, and that's because there's more fight scenes from now on. Like, yeah. they're kind of like, and then she cuts at him and he cuts her back. Like, that's not gonna. The rest of the episode is just, and then there was this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They it, jumped in the air. Yeah, with the last episode absolutely being, will be the quickest to describe because most of it is a fight or sex scene. A fight that, in my opinion, mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of, like, lead up. It no. was just all of a sudden, bam, big fight. Well, uh, but we, we'll get to that, but I, I kind of agree with you. It's the way devils, specifically people they fight, are introduced in the shows. Usually it is someone they are fighting that episode. And they appear for the first time to be in a fight, and then they basically die. That's the, yeah. <laughs> the way things usually go. Okay, so episode two, One Hand is Enough, which is absolutely uh, 100%, I, I think probably a masturbation reference as well as the actual line it has in the show oh i i I hate to say it but kind of there's also one episode titled uh don't come akira and i was like is that is that a thing you're trying to get like is yeah so uh akira shows up to school and is there anything different about akira uh little tweak here and there yeah. on him. He's completely fucking different. He's completely. In every single way. And I mean, he's completely crazy different. Yeah. So Akira uh, now has returned to school. He was at school the previous day as this shrimpy little thin-armed, like, goofy guy. He is now, like, at least three feet taller. Yeah. He is, like, cut as shit. He is, like, jacked. Uh... <laughs> His face has transformed into someone else. He has a different face. Like, his face is now angular and sharp, whereas it was round before. Which is a thing you notice when, whenever anyone... His eyes are more pointed out like he's wearing eyeliner. Yeah, yeah, he is definitely wearing guy liner. He is 100% like goth. You said goth- guy liner? I said guy liner. He, I just said eyeliner. I, I know, I know. Because there's eyeliner and then there's guy liner. And he's wearing guy liner. He is like, he is... He is, he is asking for people to notice and comment on the fact that he is wearing eyeliner, you know? Ah. <laughs> yeah. <he is. laughs> 
He's like uh, early 2005 guy liner. Uh, okay, so yeah, he, he's different. And he's also so socially different, where he's very confident and aggressive and very sexual. Yes. Uh, in that he, he locks off the AV room and watches pornography just sitting in a chair. He He's not even doing anything. He's just sitting there watching. Yeah. And also he's like sitting... He's so close to the screen that he's between the lady's legs, just yeah. staring at. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, he's just watching porn. Uh, he he kicks down a door for some girls, and they're like, "Oh my god, thank you!" And then he's like, and then a bunch of girls show up, and he just says, "I don't have time to hang around with kids," and they all like that. They all go, "Oh my Cause, god!" Because because apparently women like men that treat them badly is the, what I am gaining from that. Yeah. That's what women love. That's women. Women love mean people. Uh, and then he goes to the track meet, and people, in the most insane thing I could imagine them saying is, "Well, yeah, he's changed in all these ways, but he definitely is the slowest person in track." Still, it was such a weird thing to say. Yeah, yeah. Like, what? A, what how stupid are you? Is my question to that person. <laughs> It's like, yes, clearly he has, like, physically transformed, can kick down doors, but surely he will still be very slow at running. Uh, and then he, he does the run. He does the run from this show that people will only know as the run from this show. He runs like an animal, hmm. but his arms never actually touch the ground? Yeah, he, he they basically... They come very close to it. He, he turns his entire body, like, he turns into a right angle at his waist... And then he pinwheels his arms as he runs, and his legs are just, like, rapidly flapping out beneath him. And it looks so ridiculous, but I love I it. Also, his arms mm -hmm. are pinwheeling, right? And yeah. he says, they're cutting through the air yeah. so... Yeah, so well. <laughs> I think... They're just... Yeah. yeah like... You're just spinning your arms, dude. It's like, I think the implication is that he's running... He is moving his arms so fast... That they are acting as a kind of, like, propulsion or something. <laughs> but, like, it looks goofy as all hell. In the in the way that is... Once again, a thing I, I think is intentional is it looks ridiculous and insane because the idea of, like, how would you make a human being run at superhuman speeds instead of having him run, like, the Flash or a superhero or something, it's like, well, how do we get this human body to move that quickly? It has to be grotesque and awful. <laughs> uh, and then, Miki, once again, everyone in this show is a bit dense. Uh, when it comes to other people transforming. Just a little. Uh, Miki is like, wow, you ran really fast. I hope you joined the relay with us. And he's like, I just got lucky. I had a tailwind. And he, like, he beat everybody. Could you imagine if that's how running worked? <laughs> he got a wind at your back. You're all running the same direction. <laughs> You're, also, you're you're in a very short line. No, no, with my each back other. was acting as a sail this time. <laughs> uh, we then uh, he he comes uh, he goes he goes to the dock to get Miki's backpack. Uh, Miko, uh, the girl who's less good at at running, goes to tell the photographer that she that Miki isn't coming to meet him because she's going with Akira to get the backpack. Uh, Akira runs into the rappers from before. They are the only people who are like, you can't be the same guy from yesterday. They're the only ones that are woke, man. Yeah, they're woke as fuck. These woke-ass rappers. <laughs> These woke-ass street rappers. <laughs> uh, 
they they do another great rap that is mostly about how they have no future, uh, but they're gonna keep rapping because they just gotta believe, man. Feel like those foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, he just beats the shit out of them with one hand, and that's where the one hand is more than enough line comes from. Sure. He says it too. He's like, one hand is more than enough, which is weird because he, I don't think he said before I could beat you with one hand. He just beats them up and then says that. I'm pretty sure there's there no are, lead up to that. There are quite line. a few things that happen in this show that are pretty on the nose. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, it is very unsubtle sometimes. Uh, he goes home and uh, we have the 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 kid the kid brother in the house watching porn in Akira's account, which I found very funny because that means he gets accused of watching porn earlier in the show, and that just means the brother has been doing it and he's been getting blamed for it. Um, and then uh, they get a bike. Uh, Akira is delivered a bike by Ryo because Ryo's got to get get his get his boy nice things. Which leads me to the like, where is all his money coming from? Yeah, a question that is then asked, and Ryo says, "You wouldn't understand if I told you," which is such a dick move. He could have just said the stock market or something. Uh, but Akira, g- which gets- makes me think he's a criminal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the machine gun carrying guy. Yeah, I yeah. think that guy's a criminal. Uh, so Akira gets on the bike, and we have another instance of someone riding a vehicle really fast and shouting someone's name to nobody. Because he's driving, <laughs> looking for his friend. He's going, Rio! Rio! What happened, Rio? Uh, we... As everyone normally does. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy who photographs photographs Miki is like in in trouble because he's not getting naked pictures of Miki. And he's like, uh, explicitly told, you have the, your primary job is secretly photographing naked bodies of young people by his boss. And that guy wants to be like a journalist telling actual stories about things that are happening. There's a line Mm -hmm. in this episode Mm -hmm. where the main character Mm -hmm. takes Miki's phone away and says, he's taking advantage of you, your innocence. And she says... What's wrong with being innocent? <laughs> it's like, uh, that's not what... That's not the point of what he was saying. You, you didn't say being innocent was wrong. You were saying someone's taking advantage of you. <laughs> it's very different. Uh, we get a glimpse of the character Cyrene and her partner, who, uh, whose name I can't... It might be Agnil, but I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and she is talking all, like, mystical about how I, oh devils are like killing some people and they're like god they're just they're violent instincts they can't curb them and she's like yes instincts are hard to control like my sexual instincts i'm waiting for amon the only devil who could ever really fuck me is basically what she's saying yeah. amon is the devil who possessed akira uh so like her lover is uh the one who is who akira basically bested and took over and then the other guy, Ag- I'm assuming Agniel, once again, just goes, I could do it. And she says, you don't have the power to satisfy me. And uh, that's our introduction to a very well-developed character, Cyrene. <laughs> we then have them, we, we meet Miki's family, who uh, Akira is staying with. He's living with them, and they're eating dinner. And your favorite piece of artwork is in that room. Yes. 
They're a the very Last Supper. They're a very religious family, and how do you tell they're religious? They have the Last Supper in their, their living room. Whole wall <laughs> on one side is the Last Supper. Yeah, yeah, and they eat. Uh, yeah, they eat vegetarian most of the time. They pray before meals, and they try to think of those less fortunate than them. They're a good family. And then you said, uh, a family so into God has a black cat? That just seems weird. Yeah. Yeah, Akira's body is changing. He met with Ryo and said, kill me if I ever start being a devil. And... Yeah, that's where the, uh, what's wrong with being innocent conversation happens. Akira cleans a bunch of black hair off of his bed, and then Miki is having a conversation with, with the photographer that he interrupts. And then uh, this is where we get to find out the delightful fact that when Miko went to tell uh, the photographer that Miki wasn't meeting up with him, he took her to take photographs of her and then either personally or had somebody sexually assault her. Yeah. I think and then it was, she... I think he photographed her being sexually assaulted by someone else is the implication I got, but I'm not yeah. certain about that. But then she seems to have been enjoyed it later well yeah later on she's clearly like in a yeah she's in a strange state because of it because she is she is like pleasuring herself imagine like remembering that happening so she's you know been assaulted and clearly i don't think she talks with anyone about it or anything so it's doing like i think it's just affecting her psychology in a you know, the really more we talk way. about this show yeah the more I realize I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I, I in no way assumed you would actually like it. I see how it is. You just <laughs> want me to suffer. Uh, so, Devilman uh, fights some demons at night. And the photographer is hiding in, the, in, in a dumpster photographing this fight. And they realize that the photographer was there. And that he captured mm -hmm. him turning into the devil. Man. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And that's basically where that episode ends. Because almost any time Devilman actually fights somebody, you can kind of just be like, yeah, Devilman fights them, and then he wins in a very violent way. <laughs> I do have to note the mm -hmm. biggest and most important piece in this episode. Yes. We find out the cat's name, and it is Taco. Oh, yeah, the cat is named Taco, isn't it? Yeah. That's really cute. Cat named Taco. So episode three starts off with the rappers doing a rap about specifically engaging in a moral activity like committing crimes or selling drugs until you can do something better. Like until, like it's just the stopgap until something else happens. And all the desperate ways people essentially engage in ways of surviving. Not which, relevant at all. Not relevant in any way and in certainly not relevant to the plotline of the photographer, who is a guy who does earnestly seem to want to become a journalist, but he is doing horrible stuff in the meantime, trying to, like, make a living. Hey, we all gotta start somewhere. <laughs> well, that, that, that's... It, it is... Uh, like, absolutely the thing of, like, well, at what point does that just become your life when you keep doing that, you know? Like, that, that that's what actually tends to happen with that kind of stuff. So that they're trying to hunt down the photographer. Uh, Rio is, 
Akira is just walking along on the street, staring at people in really weird ways uh, to Which see if anyone. I, yeah. I didn't understand until you pointed out why he was. Doing yeah, because you were just like, why is he looking at everybody like that? And it's like, and yeah, it's because it's he's trying to see if anybody recognizes him because he's paranoid that his secret is out and everyone knows that Devil Man exists and that he is Devil Man. Uh, the photographer tries to sell the footage to, like, his manager, and the manager is like, Get me naked pics of the track star! Which, it's weird to be like, this high school track star, yes, that's what everyone's jiving on, Yeah, you know? Like- yeah, everyone is really into this high school track star. Uh, so... Like jiving was weird. Jiving was—I wasn't expecting you to say jiving, but here we are. Here we are. One of us says something that—that's a mean thing to say, but I can't remember why. Okay. Is that just your note? Yeah. Then my note is just that's a mean thing to say. So the photographer gets in his car and is immediately <laughs> his car immediately fills with water. And goes down his throat. He doesn't realize it as it's filling up. Like, yeah. it's filling up around his legs, and he's just talking on the phone like it's not happening. Yeah. Is he talking? Th- th- that That's also when he's making the meeting. Yeah, it's he's he wants to talk to Miki because he recognizes Akira from interrupting their phone conversation. Yeah. And he's, so he basically sets up a meeting with Miki where he's like, this is the last time I'll ever ask anything from you. Please come to this thing. And then he just hangs up and he says, she'll definitely come. Which is so presumptuous because she has never showed up since. Yeah, yeah. As we've been watching the show, he has never once, she has never once actually gone to meet this guy. (laughs) Uh, So she does agree to meet him or she decides to go and meet him and then she he says well better go yeah uh akira and ryo meet up and akira is trying to get his uh <laughs> akira is just trying to get ryo to do fun things like eat like he shoves food in his mouth and stuff and then he makes him uh get in the swimming pool and throws him in and that's very cute to me that he's just and then <laughs> the next the next clip after is them just sitting on the couch drying off. Yeah, and and Rio looks exactly the same. Like, he was just thrown in the water. He's like, I am now wet. I must return to my work. <laughs> and uh, have we talked about... This is when, like, I, I think I said, it's like, the vibes in this show of, like, homoeroticism, or, like, not even eroticism. Like, it's actually kind of played as, like, Innocent and cute, but there is definitely a way to read their relationship as a romantic one. Yes. Ryo, even more than, than, than Miki and Akira, it really feels like Ryo and Akira are, like, in love with each other. Well, especially because it's like, I will follow you no matter what. Yeah, yeah, he's just ride, totally ride or die. Well, they're, they're ride or die with each other, which is crazy because Ryo doesn't give a shit about anybody. Like, he's, Akira is, like, the only person he seems to, like, Akira is the only person who you would probably let throw him in a pool, you know? You'd probably shoot someone else. Yeah, you would probably have that person killed. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're, they're just bros, and it's nice. Um, we then have, uh, Miko, Miko starts taking more of a focus, as, like, like, given more time almost every episode she shows up in. And yeah. we, we have a flashback of Miko, which is, like, just quietly devastating of her as a child. Be, someone going, like, 
wow, you're so fast. You're really good at this. She's like, I've been doing track and field my entire life. And then it just cuts to her as a teenager running and trying her hardest. And then Miki just easily runs past her. And it's, it's, it, it is like, it's brutal. The idea of like this thing that you like define yourself by. You see, she has like books, just dozens of books on her bookshelf that are all like how to be better at running, how to do all this stuff. She works insanely hard at this thing, and there is just someone who is better than her at it. It's that's life. That's life. And it's like it's just such a real like it's stuff like that is why I love this show. It's, it's such a real thing that you have to learn to grapple with as a human being at some point is that like you could work the hardest at certain things in the world and very likely you will not be the best at that thing no matter what you do there's always someone that's better yeah uh and then the rapper one of the rappers actually bef- uh notices her watering the plants and tries to talk with her and kind of like screws up and pisses her off a little bit and raps at her not yet but oh. he will uh, and that's when uh, her grandma calls her, and we realize that Miko's actual name is Miki. Uh, which is another thing. It's like, so you took track and field from this girl. And her and name? And her name. <laughs> like, it is literally, like, if you want to communicate as clearly as possible, this woman's identity is destroyed by the existence of Miki Makimura. It, that, is, that is, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Ryo and Akira go and basically break into the photographer's house. They bribe some people to find it. They meet the uh, mother of the photographer, and she's like, uh, she's like, don't go in my son's room! And then they just push past her and go into the son's room. Akira is upset by this, but he doesn't question it, because Ryo's doing it. still a ride-or-die He's ride-or-die. Uh, they find out where he is by hacking into his computer. Uh, Ryo gives her some money. By shoving it in her face first. Yeah, he very rudely, meanly just shoves money in her face. And she's like, ugh! Not, like, just in her face. Like, it connects with her face. And then Akira smiles gently when he sees that. And he's like, oh, he's got a heart still. (laughs) Like, that, that, him being a dick is with money is him being like, oh, no, he's a good guy at heart. He's paying her. Yeah, exactly. Um... Uh, Miki shows up at the photographer's studio and takes a bath because she got rained on. The photographer is clearly possessed, barely able to talk, and water is just dripping out of his mouth. Uh, and they have a see-through wall where they come to and just take photographs of her as she's taking the bath, so she doesn't know she's being photographed nude. Uh, the water then flows into the room and possesses her. It drowns her. It fills the entire room with water, in fact, you're right. Uh, we then have another scene of Cyrene being like, God, I, w- I want Amon back. I want to I bang Amon so badly. And then she goes and pleasures herself, and in the throes of her orgasm grows giant wings and bird feet. Yep. So it seems like, we once it's never really talked about, but her power seems to be, like, based in sexuality. Uh... Akira shows up and Miki is clearly possessed. She's like, come in, uh, wearing a bathrobe. And then she takes off the bathrobe and she's completely naked in front of him. And then they have a, a chase scene, basically. A demon sneaks up while Akira is distracted, tries to cut him in half. But Ryo snipes him with a sniper rifle. Because he's he's just the gun kid, I guess. 
This was also, their plan? no explanation on how he got that good. How he got that good, how he got to the position to snipe them in the first place. Was this part of their plan the whole time? Who knows? Rio has a gun. There were quest- there's questions. Yeah. There's- uh, so then the wa- the photographer is like incapacitated. He's not dead. The thing, ju- the demon just left him to go into Miki. Akira goes off and chases Miki, uh, confronts him. The The thing is like, you've grown weak, Amon. You can't even kill this girl. And then he just kisses her in very uncomfortable poses. Like he holds her arm, pins her arms down while she's naked, kisses her, sucks the demon water that, out of that, her mouth. That was the most disturbing. And drinks it. And then the demon's like, now I will possess you. And then he just heats up his body and turns it into steam. And then it turns out it's this tiny little salamander that he kills. Yeah. Uh, then Miki, he takes Miki back to the studio to see what Rio's up to. Rio just, like, asks, do you have any other evidence of this video? The photographer goes, no. And then Rio shoots him in the head. As you do. And Akira's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Maybe this isn't a good guy. And then, and then we cut to the house. To to the house they were in where uh, Rio gave her the money and she's logging into her son's computer and then the house explodes. Which I guess he tried to warn her not to do that and then she did. But, I, you know, I think he knew this woman was going to die. Yeah, I don't... He's like, if he finds out, she must die. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh... So then... He's a good guy is what I'm saying. Yeah, Rio then wants to shoot Miki. <laughs> he has a pistol. He's just going to shoot her in the head. And Akira and him headbutt over that. And they have a standoff. And he says, live with me or die with that girl. And uh, we cut to black. And then basically never see the actual end of that scene, I believe. No, she's just alive and they're yeah. all we can just again. We can just assume that Rio kind of stood down. Uh, episode four, Come Akira. That's the name of that one. Uh, Akira, oh no, they're having, we do see the end of that scene, where they're having a standoff, and his cell phone goes off, and it's his mother. And she's oh, like, yeah. I'm coming to visit, have you heard from your dad? Like, that's, that's their whole thing. Uh, uh Rio is like, don't trust humans. They try just to- Just trust me. Yeah, just trust me, Mr. Trustworthy. Uh, we find out his parents are doctors who went abroad, and basically, like, do doctor stuff overseas. They do the doctor stuff. And there's a very sad, like, his parents, it seems like all they do is send him shoes. Like, they don't really have any interaction. And he keeps... Imagine not seeing your parents for a while. And, and just all getting shoes. Do, all they send is shoes. And, like, it seems like he keeps every... Because his closet is just full of shoes, of box shoes. But it doesn't seem like he wears any of them. Because he, he takes them out for the first time to meet his parents. Uh, Miki, apparently they've just gaslit her into believing this is a dream, the thing that happened last night. And they change her GPS so it doesn't look like she even left the house. And her entire family is like, we don't believe you. But Miki says the most upsetting thing I could imagine hearing as a parent. Not the most, but like, one of the most upsetting things you could hear as a parent is, yeah, I went to the photographer's studio and I took a bath and I don't, really remember the rest of the night. I think I was drowning? Like, you hear that, and you are immediate, like, I think as a parent, my first instinct would be, someone has drugged my child. <laughs> like, that is... <laughs> and instead, they're like, oh, Miki. 
<laughs> you and your You're so silly. Now let us love Jesus. <laughs> Especially as like a very Jesus following family for yeah. them to be like, oh you. Yeah, so then uh, but then Miki is like to Akira, it's like, I think you were there and I think you saved me. And then he plays off like, oh, I saved you. I'm such a hero. Like that kind of thing to, to, to throw her off. And he goes and talks to Rio and he's like, yeah, no one knows. No one suspects anything. And Rio plays the audio of her going, you saved me. Because <laughs> he clearly just bugged everybody's phone because Rio is a psychopath. Uh, and then says, I'll let it slide this time. Uh, the rapper, by the way, I'm pretty sure his job is collecting bottles. Like, I think that's what he's doing. Because he's always oh. riding on a bike full of, like, bags and stuff. So he's just doing, like, some of the most menial labor. like And yeah. going around rapping. Yeah, and rapping. Uh, he interacts with Miko again. And this is when he just out of nowhere raps to her. But this rap is in English. And it's substantially worse than all the other ones, I'd say, because it's in English. And uh, he doesn't have all his rap friends. So no. It's just him rapping They're not beatboxing while he's doing it. Uh, and this rap is specifically about inferiority. Like, he is... And, and then she's like, that rap was about me, which is, to me, not romantic. No. Uh, well, it was also about his insecurity and being bad at talking to her, but a big theme in it was, like, feeling inferior to other people. How romantic. Yeah. Uh, Akira's mom airplane lands and a demon starts killing people on the bus uh, out. A demon starts slaughtering everyone on the bus that she's on. And she realizes it's her husband and he's killing everyone with what seems to be a prehensile spike penis thing that we only see once. Didn't love that sentence. Yes. I, I, unfortunately, it just seems to be the case. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're they're dead. Um, and that's when we also... Oh, yeah, and then the rapper is, tells Miko, because these are all intercut with each other. He's like, you're super cute and you work really hard. <laughs> and that, like, just wins her over completely. Uh, Akira and Ryo are waiting at the airport. Ryo is there just because, like, bro, I guess he wants to meet his parents. He's just there. Which is, once again, like, why is he going to meet his parents? They're a couple. Yeah. <laughs> secret they, couple. They're a secret couple. Uh, and then they realize there's demons. Like, and they just immediately run, uh, run to see the demons. The demon, this time, kills people and then takes their faces, and their faces can still talk. So, so there's like, uh, Akira's dead mother is on the thing telling Akira to stay away and then ultimately to kill them, while the other faces are like people like children and things begging to not die, uh, which is pretty grotesque. And Ryo helps by killing the child face on the demon, <laughs> on the demon, <laughs> and going, I'll kill the rest of them if you don't do it yourself. And the demon... He's a real hero. Yeah. The demon then goes, How could you do that? Shooting a child in, a f in the face. Uh, the, the demon is, once again, is the possessing the body of Akira's father. And his father briefly tries to fight it off. And then the demon takes its tail and cuts its own head off. Uh, thereby stopping the father from fighting back, basically. And then he kills them. That's the <laughs> And it's devastating yeah. for half a second. Uh, at the end of this episode, uh, Miko goes to a Sabbath with the rap guy, whose name I just never... Either I never learned it, 
or they didn't tell us it. I think they didn't tell uh, us they it. They didn't tell I don't us. Think... He no, he does. He does have a name. He says it at the end of the rap, but oh. I forgot it. So he doesn't have a name. And then he, and then he, uh, he takes her to a Sabbath and they're hanging out and they get up to dance together and then a demon attacks them. And that's the end of that episode. Yeah, which is so, it's so, like, they, they have the briefest time to be, like, what seems like is going to be a kind of nice couple with each other, you know? <laughs> like, they found someone they liked in the world and then a demon attacks them. Uh, Alright, episode five, the last episode we watched for this, is Beautiful Silene. Now, the title is Beautiful Silene, but you may notice every character calls her Sirene in the show. I'm assuming that is like a miscommunication Ooh. between some branches of translation. Is it written Silene or Sirene? It's written Silene. I don't know why, but um, Japanese when it translates over mm-hmm. uh, changes R's. Like yeah, the R- R's well, they sound like L's. Yeah, R's and L's. Like from what I recall, it's that ultimately they are considered a single sound in the Japanese language, so they're yeah. not really distinguished all that much. Yeah, that's why. That is 100% why that is. Uh, so this episode uh, has uh, Rio's secretary, who was only previously introduced to bringing out a bunch of meat and showing her boobs. Uh, it has, uh, as, Rio, as you do. Rio is having a meeting where he's going to apparently uh, interview the high school track star. Do you remember that guy? Because <laughs> uh, he's going to become very important later on. Uh, that guy who killed someone in the first episode and then we didn't really see or hear anything about him since then. Uh, so <laughs> he's having a meeting to set up this, this interview. And then Akira <laughs> shows up banging on the door shouting, Rio! Rio, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> opens the door and he is just covered in demon blood. Uh, he's just been out killing demons. And uh, Rio takes him upstairs to the bedroom. As you do. As you do. As you do with your platonic friend. <laughs> and, uh, and then says, you know, when humans are having trouble with emotions, they engage in vices like gambling or girls or drinking. And he just throws a wad of cash at him and he's like, Deal with that. You want to be less like a demon? Try to act more like a human. That kind of thing. So you're just saying, you want to get over these feelings? Don't, like, talk about them. I'm not here to help you work through these emotions. I am here for you to indulge in the basest things humans can do as the way of dealing with feelings. Because Rio is a sociopath. (laughs) Which is funny because that's also how the devil demons go about it. Yeah. They enjoy pleasures. Well, yeah, the the, of- the the devils are actually completely, like, I would say they're almost defined by a single passion within themselves. Like, they each have, like, one, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, you're right. They're just a representation of a single drive as opposed to humans, which are these complicated, like, which is, yeah, Rio doesn't understand that human beings aren't like devils. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> That human beings are a bit more complex, I guess. They need to talk about things. Uh, yeah, so uh, very quickly, before that, we do have uh, Akira saying hi to Miki at nighttime, and then he sees through her clothes and sees her naked, and her abs look normal as all hell. Because they don't, she doesn't have abs, apparently, now. Uh, and then he goes and screams upstairs. <laughs> Did you know, Kamet, this show might be a metaphor for puberty? No, what? What could... The body changes, the horniness, puberty. Uh, so, yeah, he goes up and 
and and and and masturbates i think is the thing and he explodes it all over the room and it hits the roof and then he's just horrified one hand is more than enough (laughs) no uh and then uh they're watching the family is watching the news about tattooed gang members committing serial killings and the immediate next line which i just found very funny is the father turning to miki and going so it's a mixed relay you're going to be doing (laughs) uh miko shows up uh changed uh to track meeting she is now in the same way that Akira changed, she is much taller, and the animation of her once again went from round to like sharper, Sharp. hard lines. You know, puberty. Like, that's that's a really like I love that choice so much. Is when someone changes their like art style is different as well. Because puberty, they're not little round kids anymore. They're not little round kids anymore. They have transitioned on the journey to adulthood. Uh, and Miko shows up, and that's where my favorite line uh, of the entire show, I think, comes from, which is, I am the Miki who will be the fastest Miki on this on this racing team, or something like that. I, am, I just love the most, like, blunt, like, we are not doing subtext here, you are. This is what it is! Uh, so yeah, re- uh, the rappers are in a mall looking for some friends. Uh, for their friend who went missing at the Sabbath, basically, and they see from behind the track superstar dude who murdered some people, and they're like, oh, our friend, and they say hi, and then he's like, oh, you're not the same person, I'm sorry. And then he he says, these people are robbing the store! And, the, <laughs> and everyone believes him, because they have tattoos. And the cops come, and they're about to shoot one of the members of the gang, because they have their hands in their pocket. And Miki interrupts them, is like, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) Stop this, this is insane! And then she says to the person with their hands in the pocket, take your hands out of their pockets! And he does, and it's just, it's a tape recorder. Oh, a tape recorder, because they were probably worried the police would brutalize them. Uh, Then, uh, that's, basically, she befriends the rappers. That, that, that's pretty much it. It's, they are they are now friends because she stopped the cops from shooting them to death. They were very close to shooting them. Yeah, no, they were on. They were so instantly ready to shoot these teenagers to death for for a man yelling, "They're robbing the store!" Like it's that easy to get someone like. Another theme of this story is not judging people by their appearance. Probably. Uh, and then we see Miki, like, getting lauded for doing that, and Miko is in the same room, and she's just, like, glaring at her. Uh, so, Akira takes his friend's advice, his good friend Ryo's advice, and goes to the red light district. Uh, we have some, uh, a sex worker is like, oh, that guy's hot, and then the kind of, like, madam of their brothel is like, don't go for him, he killed somebody tonight. Like, that's, uh, that's, like, she can just tell. It's like, that man has killed. And he, uh, walks by, by a bordello, uh, of a kind, and, uh, Cyrene is just sitting in there and tells him to come in. She takes him upstairs, says, do you recognize me? And then... Starts asking him what his real name is while the probably most graphic sex scene of the show happens. And, uh, yeah, the, 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 the sex scene happens for a bit and then she turns into a fucking bird monster while he's having sex with her. And it's really horrible. It's a lot. 
It's, it's like a lot. It's, I it's I said at the be- I saw that this was the episode, and I turned to you and I said, "This is going to be your least favorite episode of the entire show." And you were right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, she's there to trap him. She was hoping that when uh, he saw her, Amon would just take over because he loves her so much. Uh, and then she start. They start fighting, and she starts screaming shit. Oh, she turns into a bird, picks him up in a talon, and starts crushing him. She and, carries him into the sky too. Yeah, yeah, over the blood red moon, and then she just starts yelling, "Screw me!" Uh, they get shot with lightning from the ground, or he he starts kind of winning. He starts fighting back a little bit, and then uh, her friend on the ground shoots lightning at them. I can't. I think. <laughs> Uh, and they fall to the ground. They have a fight in the woods where she's, like, detaching her claws and throwing them at him. And then, uh, eventually he does, he bless gets, me. he loses Jeez. his arm, he gets his arm, bless you. <laughs> he gets his arm torn off, but then he ends up, uh, basically beating the hell out of her. And she's losing and dying, and the guy who has been trying to get in her pants the entire time is like, merge with me and we'll kill Devil Man because he's wounded. And she says... But you'll die. Yeah, because uh, she is so wounded that her wounds will carry over to him and he will die. And he says, uh, I want you to basically taste victory. That's my only desire. And she says, why? And then he says something along the lines of, uh, uh, it's like, Cyrene, even bruised, you're still beautiful. Which is very sweet. It's a very nice little love story that yeah, lasts two that's, seconds. That's five seconds long. <laughs> it's, and they fuse and they look badass as hell because he's this like four-legged rhino kind of dude. And she is this like, she has the upper half of her body extending out the top of him. And her legs have turned into horns sticking out the front of his body. And they just beat the shit out of Devil Man. And they're about to kill, like they're just like goring him and like stabbing him and shit and then there are he's blacking out and he's like well i'm about to lose Cyrene is gonna come kill me and he's like why aren't you coming to kill me you won and then he wakes up in the morning and Rio is there he's like akira get up you're really really hurt he's like why did you know i would be here he's like i just had a feeling and my question is if he just had a feeling why did he send him out to the red light district if he just had a feeling, why did he show up in daytime when clearly this was happening at, like, mid- So Akira was lying there for, like, hours, I'm guessing. He had a feeling when he didn't go home. Ah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, he, he, I had a feeling, uh, and then- Or he didn't go to eat mm, at his house. Yeah. like, <laughs> where's my little monster My friend? boyfriend's really hungry all the time. He should be here. Uh, so he, he's like- where, where's Cyrene? She was about to kill me. He's like, oh, the demon? Come outside. And and Cyrene and and her partner had turned into stone uh, in their, like, pride victory moment. And Rio's like, she looks quite happy. Looks like she was, like, getting exactly what she wanted. And Akira asks, do you think demons can love? And Rio goes, no. No, they definitely can't love. But he also <laughs> thinks people can, so that's... Well, he thinks love doesn't exist. <laughs> like, so he's... That's, like, a, not the guy to yeah. ask. And Akira is like, but I don't know, it looked like... It looked like love to me. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. And that's the the one, th- like, once again, on the theme of not judging people from their initial appearance, this is the first time in the show I'd say, we see a devil do something that is not explicitly destructive or in their own interest. Like, he has a drive that is 
wanting something for someone else, which is a thing we've pretty explicitly been told to this point they cannot do. Uh, Rayo even calls them pure creatures because all they want is destruction. Yeah. Five episodes of Devilman. So yeah, you spoiled it a little bit, but what are your thoughts on the show? Well, as I said, I didn't downright dislike it. Mm-hmm. But then the more we talked about it, I realized how sexual it is. Yeah. And how much I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh it gets a bit less sexual as it goes on. Like we I the Sirene episode is absolutely the peak of it being sexual. Aren't there only five episodes left? Yeah. So fifty percent of it is super sexual. Oh, and it's still pretty sexual. It's just less than like uh no, it gets it gets horrible in another degree as, as it continues. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, first five episodes. The main thing you dislike is there anything else you liked or disliked about the show? Um, I like how much screen time the cat was getting at the beginning. Cat gets a lot of screen time because it doesn't quite make sense why it's getting so much screen time. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene where the cat's dressed up as a little devil. Devil cat. Yeah. Yeah. And I enjoyed that. Uh, can we talk about the fact that like, Devilman is an old manga? It's I, once again, as I said, I believe from the seventies, and it had a show I think in the seventies or eighties as well. And the crazy thing is that in this Devilman show, the show Devilman exists to the <laughs> point where a kid wa- show, looks up the theme song on YouTube, and another character at one point when someone's like, "Yeah, he's a Devilman," someone's like, "What? Like from the show?" <laughs> And it's, the show is explicitly about this exact, like, all the characters are the same name and everything. <laughs> so, so, how these people deal with the idea that Devilman is a, is an existing work of fiction in their universe. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Too. Yeah. What else? Yeah, there's, there's, there's Taco the Devil Cat. Um, there, I can't say, like, there's a big outright reason why I don't, that was all mixed up i don't know what you can you can you can restart if you want i can edit it outright Uh no (laughs) (laughs) um i can't outright say i don't despise this Mm -hmm. show because i don't have like a single thing that makes me just not like it because the storyline is interesting it is it has the thing you like in it i know you like but i think the way it's depicted you probably didn't Which is a thing, if you're okay with me sharing, a thing you enjoy in media. You are a very strong, independent person yourself. But a thing that you tend to enjoy is a male character rescuing a female romantic interest. That's a thing you just tend to enjoy in stories. I love myself a damsel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And, like, (laughs) that has this in spades, kind of. It's a Yeah, which I was kind of excited about. Yeah. But... It's a little... Usually she's naked is the problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so it has that. It's... yeah. I think the biggest thing for you is, I would guess, going into this, the thing I suspected you would like the least is the animation style. It, it gets better once they're turning into... Into demons. Yeah, it's yeah. not as... I'm not a super big fan on rounded animation. Yeah. A good friend of mine uh, said they like this show, but they hate how any daytime scene is animated, and they only like the nighttime scenes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, and the animation and the sex, I think, is is like it, it's it's a hard barrier for entry. Like you know, it's it's a 
It, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel like the devils didn't need to turn the way they did. Oh, yeah, like that it was such a grotesque like, and sexual thing at the same time. Yeah. Split open into teeth. And With that, a big t- floppy tongue coming out of is, it. That is just no. Yeah. That is bad. So there's a. So the themes. Like, uh, I guess I'm just interviewing you about. So how did you feel knowing, once again, that it's very, very overtly like puberty is a big thing? Did you feel like they were addressing that idea well, or do you think it was. Yeah, I yeah. think they did address that actually pretty well. Yeah, like the... Uh, the art style differences and yeah. the tonal shift. Yeah, the, the kind of horror, like, it because that's a big part of the horror for, like, Akira and, uh, spoiler alert for Miko as the show goes on, is that their bodies change in these ways, and that, like, they don't seem to have full control of it, and it feels like their drives have suddenly become way stronger. Well, it's interesting, too, because he doesn't just change physically. Mm-hmm. He changes mentally. Yeah, yeah. He went from a shy kind of, like, stuttering boy mm-hmm. to a very, um cool, I know what's going on kind of attitude. An aggressive kind of guy, yeah. But also a guy who, like, seems like he can't control his impulses as well as he used to either. Yeah, yeah. And then the thing is, it, it does it does go out of its way to show that despite the fact that he has emotionally changed, a really important thing is that he will still cry when someone else is suffering. Like I said, mm-hmm. the devil may cry, but it makes the man a baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, puberty. So then, uh, how did you feel about, like... Miko, a character who didn't seem like she would be that relevant. Like, how do you feel about her plotline as it's kind of developing? Because we don't, once again, get the actual devils having fully fleshed out plotlines, but we kind of get it with the people who get attacked with them sometimes. Well, uh, something I said to you before is Mm -hmm. there's not a whole lot of character development. Mm -hmm. It's a very fast-moving kind of, these are the people. Yeah. So she... It's interesting because she's important, mm-hmm. but she also doesn't have that much development. Yeah. She's fast, and she's popular. She's jealous and... of... Oh, no. M- Miki gets almost no development, I oh. would say. Oh. Uh, Miki is just a victim, kind of. <laughs> like, yeah. Mi- Miki is, like, doesn't need to change, because, like, within the language of the show, I'd say she's already, like, an idealized person. Oh, Miko, the other... Longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she has a little more development. Mm-hmm. I have noticed that. Yeah, she deals with uh, specifically a phil- philosophical concept I learned after watching the show for the first time, which is ressentiment, which is hatred of someone you believe to be superior to you. So you basically, like, justify your hatred by find- trying to find flaws in another person. Which is, uh, seems healthy. It seems incredibly healthy. How would you say... Just as a thing, because it, it's a very, it's taking a story from the 70s, and it is, in in many ways, it changes some of the things, but keeps a lot of the plot the same. How would you say it functions so far as a commentary on, like, life or modern society? Uh, I, I'd, I don't know how to answer that. That's fine. Um, <laughs> if, if the, if I think it yeah. does a good reflection yeah. of the world. I get stuck on how much sexual behavior and stuff is going on, because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of that in this world, too. Yeah. 
Um, I just don't notice it. <laughs> I, I think I uh, think the main part of sexuality to me feels like it is a commentary on how like how porn has kind of like infiltrated life for a lot of people. Yeah, I just feel like it's for me mm-hmm. personally, it's not the strongest point they're making. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like the most relevant. Yeah. Point, no, know? totally. I and I get that. It it's like I feel like yeah, at most, the way sexuality is kind of depicted is in the, like, puberty-esque way of sex is both a thing that is omnipresent and, like, constantly there, but also a thing that is terrifying and kind of gross. Like, that's the... Mm, yeah. that, that, that That's probably its most... Like, it's a fascinating thing that takes up a huge amount of human thought, but is, like... There's just something like, and you feel guilty about it. And that's the, you were talking earlier about how it felt like the show is like almost cruel towards people. Like it's that if you engage in sex, you are like going to become a demon and like be bad, sort of. It's it's a bad behavior. It's a sin, yeah, yeah. If it, you will. It's treated as a sin, and I I I absolutely see that as a like really valid interpretation of it. I'd say that my interpretation of it is that like. In doing that, they may, I feel like they accidentally made the point you're getting from it, whereas the reading of it to me is that it's, it's, that's what it feels like when you're a teenager, is that you like feel this like guilt and remorse and almost monstrous because of it. But I 100% like, there is no, there's nothing that really supports my interpretation over yours. Like you could come away from it being like, well, this is saying that sex is bad and will make you a demon. Or you, and that the good thing about Akira is that when he, like, is that he suppresses his sexual urges towards Miki, and when he engages in them, he's attacked by a fucking demon. Like, you know, like, so it's, it's not like, you, you are right, they're probably, they could have made that point, if that's what they were trying to do, they could have made it more clear. What? What? Oh, well, I'll put, need to put a snuggle in there. Uh, I think there's a few times I swore. I, I also swore a couple times (laughs) uh all right i'm trying to think is there anything else where do you think it's gonna go from episode five well do you have any idea of where you think it'll the world ends yeah that's that's the main goal at the end because the world ends at the beginning so you think the world's going to end because we see the world exploding yeah okay and that's that's about all I got. That's all you guys. The world will probably end in this story. There's gonna be more fights. It's gonna be more fights. Can almost guarantee that. Probably between Miki and the main guy, there's gonna be a more sexual tension that builds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that tracks. Yeah. Uh, Rio's gonna just be totally cool and stable. Yeah. It's gonna do. He's just gonna be stone cold this whole time. <laughs> I will say, mm-hmm. I don't look forward to next week. No? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. We're definitely shutting the curtains every time we're watching this. Oh, yeah, well, we don't f- want to display loudly to our entire neighborhood I, I, what we're watching. I don't want our neighbors to uh, <laughs> walk by. Also, I don't want our puppy seeing that. No, our poor innocent our puppy. Poor, poor boy. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. We're at... Okay, I have one last thing. I want to do. I'm doing this completely off the cuff. Uh, it's kind of a quiz game, but I'm 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 just gonna make up some stupid things and then throw in some real things. So I have read Devilman. Yes, I read the entire actual like manga series. So one of the reasons this feels so 
fast and kind of hard to keep on top of is that it is it is condensing that entire you've seen the books i have they're two very thick volumes of manga yeah uh it's condensing that entire plot into two episodes and adding multiple plots as well so like things like akira's parents aren't in the manga uh miko isn't in the manga track club isn't in the manga at all none of those things are in it there's a huge amount of like added like humanistic kind of depth that the show does that the manga which which is by the way very good uh they're very different pieces ultimately that follow the same plot but there's a lot more like detail i'd say uh regarding the people interpersonally in the lives whenever a devil shows up in in uh the manga usually it's actually kind of unrelated to his personal life so in the anime it kind of blends them by having them attack like his parents or something like that as well yeah um so that's also why it feels very rapid but another thing happens in the manga which is a series of like almost individual episodes that gonagai wrote after finishing the series of uh akira and ryo traveling through time together being sent by a demon into the past to uh, essentially find times when demons are affecting human history and and trying to stop them uh, with the devil man powers and historic periods of the world. So I'm just going to describe a few events to you, and I want you to tell me if you think they're a thing that someone decided was a good idea to do with devil man traveling through time, or if it's thing I'm making up right now off the top of my head. Okay? All right. All right. Devil man tra- and, and Rio travel back... To the time of General Custer. They befriend an indigenous band, but then General Custer destroys and murders and slaughters all of the women and children of that indigenous band because General Custer is actually a devil. And Devil Man goes and kills that entire uh, General Custer and the entire platoon instead of, instead of Sitting Bull. I think that did happen. That's in the manga. Yeah, that's a thing that happens. <laughs> all right. Attila the Hun. Is a devil, and and Devil Man has mm-hmm. to save Attila the Hun. It's a historic like raider kind of. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Attila the Hun is, is a devil, and Devil Man is tasked with defending a village from him. Attila the Hun attacks with like a mosquito power, where he sends hordes of mosquitoes to drain the blood of all the people. I think you made that one up. I made that one up right now. Yes. <laughs> Good job, though. Devil Man goes back in. in- <laughs> Devil Man goes back into Europe in the 1920s, and Devil Man meets a young painter. No. Devil Man meets a young painter who is in love with a perfect, nice, beautiful girl, but but an evil devil possessing a Jewish man no. kills this girl. And Devil Man has to kill that evil devil, but he leaves the painter, a young man by the name of Adolf. Adolf Hitler, who vows revenge against all Jewish people, and the last, last panel of the manga shows the young painter's face changing and evolving into the iconic Adolf Hitler face with the mustache. Oh, that one's re- you show- showed me the picture of that <laughs> That's one. the worst idea I've ever heard. It's like, hey, you know where Devil Man should have gotten involved? Adolf Hitler. 
Uh, yes, that is, uh, so, canonically, Devil Man did not stop a devil possessing a Jewish man in time enough to kill a girl, and so therefore the Holocaust happened. According to Gonagai. Yeah, that seems wrong. Yeah, right? <laughs> <sighs> oh my goodness, that one is, uh, quite fun. Alright, maybe we'll do a few more of those. <laughs> There's a few more I didn't touch on, but... That's that's probably good for this. Uh, anything we want to talk about or do? I don't think so. No. We will have a second. Yeah, we kind of have to finish this one now. I've uh, committed to it. So there will be more of this one. Mm-hmm. There, there will be more. That is all. Uh, I guess we can plug stuff. I I, tw- I stream at I apologize profusely on Twitch most Tuesdays. I kind of took a backseat with that over the summer as well. I have not been streaming lately with mm-hmm. Ryberg, but yeah. I will be again Hopefully. at some point. Yeah. yeah, and I might even start streaming. Was it on Wednesdays? Maybe was it Wednesdays? It was Wednesdays. Yeah, it was Wednesdays. So every Tuesdays, Wednesday. possibly Tuesdays, and every second Wednesday. We'll see. I think that's it. That's, that's the it. show. That's it. We look forward to you listening again. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and have a time. Have a time. A whole time. All the time.